Hey guys, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield, and we are coming back to you with a brand new podcast episode. In case you haven't noticed, we've been dropping episodes weekly now on the podcast instead of bi-weekly or scattered throughout the like month. We're finally getting our ish together. So hope it's been noticed. Hope you're excited that every single Tuesday morning when you wake up and open your eyes, because they release at like 3 or 4 a.m., when you open your eyes, you will have a Just the Good Stuff episode in your queue waiting for you if you subscribe to the podcast, which I'm assuming that you do because we're friends and you support friends and subscribing and downloading and rating and reviewing is a part of the game. In today's episode, Jordan and I are chatting with Brittany Mullins. She is the recipe developer and founder of Eating Bird Food, a website that started in 2008, one of the OGs, and it was a way to share Brittany's healthy journey and inspire others to join. She has a marketing degree, a health coaching certification, a knack for creating simple, nutrient-dense recipes that have been featured in Shape, Good Housekeeping, Huffington Post, Self.com, and more. She lives with her husband and two children and puppy in Richmond, Virginia. And most importantly, she just came out with her very first cookbook, Mostly Veggies, which we chat a lot about in today's episode. I hope you find this episode extremely interesting when it comes to some of the behind the scenes of cookbooks, food blogs, all of the things. And as you know, we've interviewed a lot of amazing food bloggers as well. So if you enjoy this interview with Brittany, definitely take a listen to some of the other episodes. We've had Dana from Minimalist Baker. We've had Yumna from Feel Good Foodie, just to name a few. And if you do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend, rate, review, you know the drill. Thank you guys so much for the support. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for for taking the time to come on and share everything about eating bird food and you and your life. And I was Thank telling you for Jordan, having me. Of course. Um, yeah. I was telling Jordan, like you're like one of like the original food blogs. And then when we were like researching you, you actually said you started doing this in 2008. 2008. I did. Yeah. Brittany, that's wild. I feel like a grandma. And this thing is like everything changes and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> It's, it's 2023, so like 2008, yeah. I graduated high school and you <laughs> yeah, were I'm like a little older. <laughs> no, but not even that was like, you were full on, like you saw, or like you had your passion and well, you're going to show your story, but it's like crazy that you started that long ago before this is actually a thing is my point. So let's rewind a bit. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to listeners and tell us about who, who you are. Sure. So Brittany Mullins, founder of Eating Bird Food, and like Rachel said, I've been doing it since 2008. I have holistic health coaching background, marketing background, and um, soon to be cookbook author. Well, I am a cookbook author, but the book isn't out yet. So um, that's a little bit about me now. But starting in 2008, started with Eating Bird Food Thin. I had graduated from college, had a passion for health and nutrition, but didn't actually major in that because it wasn't offered at my school. I explored the options and they didn't have like an RD program. So I said, okay, I will just do marketing and then I'll make my go back to school after I graduate, you know, but turns out I just got my health coaching certification, started blogging kind of as my, as a way to keep myself accountable to healthy habits and to keep off weight that I lost in college, but also as a way to just explore that health and fitness aspect that I wasn't getting out of my full-time job. Did you have any experience creating recipes or cooking? No, I was literally, I wasn't posting recipes. I was sharing what I was eating. Just literally every single day, it was a food journal. 
just pictures. And okay, the day I started my blog, my digital camera was broken. So I didn't have any pictures. So I was like, hey guys, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is my first blog post. My camera's broke. I was just, <laughs> my camera's broken, but here's what I ate today. <laughs> oh man, it was like dear diary style. It's yeah. so funny. It's funny you say that because we have um, like the old Canon, like point and shoots that Rachel and yeah. I both had in college and our son Ezra found Power them. Shot. Yeah. And yeah. Ezra was like, daddy, what is this? And I was like, That's oh crazy. my God, I like, I didn't even, I, I didn't even like think that he wouldn't know what that was. It's but, so uh, wild to think about. Yeah. When did you start sharing recipes then? So first you had your dear diary food journal. Then when did yes. that turn into like creating content and creating food? So after a while, people started asking for the recipes because you're like sharing what you're eating. So they're like, oh, how could I make that for myself? But I can't remember the when I really started taking it strategically and planning out the recipes, I feel like for a while it was still kind of just fly by the seat of my pants. And I wasn't thinking about things in, in advance, you know, cause I was posting what I was eating that day. So I wasn't like, Oh, this holiday's coming up or, you know, I'm going to, I would be posting it the day of like what I was eating on Thanksgiving rather than planning in advance and posting it for more for people to help them rather than just sharing what I was eating. I feel like I made that transition maybe probably like 2010, 2011, kind of around the time where I went full-time. And now I I think that was actually 2012. So it's probably a little bit before that. What were you doing before you were running eating bird food? You said my first time, like what was mm -hmm. your job? Um, Commercial real estate marketing. I was going to like trade shows. I had that job for six months. I graduated in 2008 from college. So commercial real estate, the market flopped, obviously, like in that in 2008. So I had that job for six months. I got laid off. And that's when I started diving more into eating bird food. But I still needed a job because like no one was making a living off of blogs, at least that I knew. I mean, maybe people were, but um, I got another job, commercial um, or sorry, educational software, doing all of their digital marketing. So how are you like growing your own brand and blog as you're working full time? Like take us back to like when you were like building both of those simultaneously. Cause I feel like there's a lot of content creators that work full time and like they have the side hustle of sharing whatever their content may be, food, fashion, beauty, whatever. How are you going about doing that? Just nights and weekends. I was working on it. Like, and I wake up early, do my blog post in the morning and they were really simple blog posts. Sometimes on the weekends a lot, because, you know, with lighting, I wasn't able to take pictures usually after work. So although my pictures were terrible, so it probably didn't really matter. (laughs) But yeah, just mostly nights and weekends. And I, I I didn't have kids. I didn't, you know, I mean, it's just, I had more free time. (laughs) I never realized how much free time we had until we had kids. But like, I was on the phone with my brother earlier and he's like the quintessential like frat bro and like goes out he has like a girlfriend like and he needs his alone time and I, he's just like yeah i can't come over this sunday rage because i have to watch the masters and i just need like my alone time you know what i mean yes oh, Seth, no. i did five years ago he tells you that he's tired <laughs> he tells me i'm tired i'm like yeah i can't even imagine trying to build a side hustle like this while we have kids like that would have been crazy what was your goal like in 2008 when you started posting things on your food journal was it to build a community or was it just like a, a platform for you to sort of like 
journal and, sh- and share what you were doing for yourself? So I found other blogs. So I'd found Self Magazine had this Eat Like Me. It was a registered dietitian sharing her food journal. And then I also found Kath Eats through the comments of her blog. And I I just thought, oh, they're doing it. It would be so fun for me to share mine. And I kind of, growing up, I was really into websites. I had my own websites with these weird uh, dolls. And even my age might have had one too, but it was like these weird little animated dolls. <laughs> it was what? like Britney's, Yes, it was like Britney's beautiful page. So I taught myself how to code like HTML and everything. So I was always into websites. And so I think that when I saw these other women sharing health and nutrition stuff, I thought I was like, Oh, I could do that too. That'd be so fun. And so I think it was the community aspect. I wanted to get to know people in the community and kind of connect with like-minded people who are interested in health and nutrition. But I think coming from my love of websites, that also kind of like dimmed the interest. Yeah. Cause I always think now like you could post stuff on Instagram and Instagram will help you find people who are interested in it. Whereas back then it was a lot probably harder to find like like-minded people who are looking for that type of stuff. For sure. Also like our <clears throat> blog readers, like now, you know, like comments, like when I first started eight years ago, you used to get like comments on your blog post. Now you get a comment when like <laughs> they're complaining about a substitute or, or you right. know, there's a lot of nice, nice comments and reviews too, but it's like not like it used to be because everyone just engages on, on social media. So tell us about your food philosophy with eating bird food and even like, along your journey, like when you first started sharing recipes and like how it's evolved to where it is today, if it, if it has, or if it stayed the same. It's definitely evolved. So when I first started, I was, like I said, I lost weight in college. So it was me. I got inspired by that. And so I was trying to maintain my weight loss, live a healthy lifestyle outside of college, outside of, you know, having, it was just easy because like food was prepped for you. You go and I could like eat the salad bar every day. And then graduated from college, moved in with Isaac. So then we're having to meal plan and prep and think about what we're eating. I was pescatarian at the time. He ate meat. So, and I also ate a lot healthier than him. So it was just like blending those two things together too, of like trying to make us both happy. (laughs) And I kind of took the reins with the meal planning and grocery shopping and everything because I loved it. I used to love going to the grocery store. Now I'm like order online, done. But anyways, (laughs) so that part of it, was the beginning. And then, um, and sharing, just having more time to cook too, sharing recipes that maybe would take a little bit longer. And, uh, now I obviously eat all the things. There was a period of time I was gluten-free, um, and pescatarian. And then now it's everything's fair game. I'm kind of just more plant focused. I prefer to eat more plant-based, but I do still eat lean meat, seafood, eggs, dairy. And I think there's a place for time and place for everything. I'm going to turn this black off. And now I'm all about quick, easy, healthy meals for me and my family, that things that the kids will like too. And Isaac's kind of gotten more on board too with eating healthy. So that makes it easier. <laughs> so I, and Isaac's, uh, Brittany's husband, Jordan, in case you were in charge, but so I have two questions. I guess I'll start with the first one. When you and Isaac started like eating and like li- living together and eating together, he wasn't interested in eating the food that you were eating. So would you have like two different meals that you would be making for? He would eat whatever I made, but he would also want some meat. So he would like grill, you know, he would grill steak and stuff and have that whenever he wanted to have it. Like he would just do that on his own. So a lot of times he were eating the same thing, but he might add something on. 
Does he like to cook too? Or do you do? Yeah, he does. No, he does like to cook and he's very like creative. (laughs) He's, he makes some interesting stuff. (laughs) Is it more adventure? Like you said, adventurous. Okay. Yeah. He's an example. We'll just like come up with crazy ideas. Like one time, (laughs) okay, this is a bad example. And he's going to hate that I shared this. But one time (laughs) he, he, we were, uh, we were like on vacation together and he made, um, this was early on. We were like in college. He was like, I'm going to make us dinner with wine, but he used red wine on the chicken. So the chicken was literally like purple. <laughs> I think he like had learned somewhere that like, yeah, he was, he had learned somewhere that like you could season with wine. So he's like, I'll just add that to the chicken. <laughs> okay. But like, it was funny, but nowadays, okay. I'm trying to think of like something he would do. I don't know. He'll just combine random things and try it out. Like I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'll just say, Bill, this would be fun. Like, I don't know. The last time he was making burgers and he just put, this probably isn't too crazy, but he just like put fried onions from like that you would put on top of, from Trader Joe's that you put on top of green bean casserole. He like put that in with the burger. It was actually really good. Sounds good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So like thinks a little outside the box. Yeah. Just like whatever we have in the pantry, he'll just like, oh, I'll just put this together. And sometimes it doesn't turn out so good. Last night was a good example of it turning out well. (laughs) That like speaks to my soul using what you have in the pantry or in the fridge. It's like every time Jordan's like, do we eat anything at the store? I'm like, no, we're just going to eat what we have in this house. We have so much food. Let's get crafty. But sometimes it'll it'll be like some like leftover vegetables and like air. And Rachel will be like, we'll just make it work. And I'm like, you got a frozen pizza in the freezer, Uh you know, bust that out. Got a a box of pasta. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Yeah. Now that's that's more me too. Right. Like it's like also right now, it's like everything's so expensive. I don't want to spend money unless like we have to. And going to the grocery store, like putting your kids in the car, putting them in the car seat, taking them out of the car seat. It's like, like you said, delivery is a little bit more our speed these days. Um, When you make a meal right now, do you cook the same meal that you and your family eat? Like walk us through the dinner process in your house for you guys. So I try to pick meals that everyone's going to eat. Tucker is, I feel like when they're little, when they're the first eating, they'll just eat whatever. So Tucker is awesome. I'll just eat anything. And a lot of times for him, I'll actually like meal prep a bunch of roasted vegetables, have those ready to go just because I want them like a little bit softer, like no salt, that kind of thing for right now. But he'll eat pretty much whatever we eat. Olivia, sometimes I have to make her something different. Like I'll serve her what we're having, but then she'll want like, you know, those like sweet potato little Dr. Prager's things, the sweet potato bites, or just like I'll like little meatballs or something. I'll have to like make her something else that's kind of a known food and put that on her plate with whatever new that we're having. Um, my go-to, she'll eat avocado, just chunks. Um, she loves avocado toast. So like if all else fails, avocado toast. <laughs> How old are they? So Olivia's three and Tucker's eight months. He'll be nine months on the 12th. He's pretty big. Mm-hmm. He's like big. he's tall he is and she's right? so petite mm-hmm. she is petite i was watching your stories this morning when you guys were at was like a zoo or an yeah it was a zoo. yeah and i was like maybe he's over a year but i was like i don't think it's been a year since she's had him and then i was looking at your feet i'm like i don't see a first birthday on here i was like i don't think so um yeah wait so we must have seen you at expo west when you were pregnant then yeah you were mm-hmm. you're ready with yeah. olivia okay mm-hmm. yeah I was just going to say, I hadn't, I haven't gone since having her. We do say that like a lot of like the feeding your family experts, et cetera, they do say to always put like a familiar food on the plate with like the new food or whatever you're making to like make them feel like 
comfortable, I guess, mm-hmm. with your plate. So it's pretty, pretty smart. I will say we also three times a week we do like meal delivery, green chef. <laughs> Had you guys do any of those? No, no, but we really should because we have a nanny for our kids like during the workday. Yeah. And I still like we cook all their food. Like our nanny would absolutely cook it, cook, but I think she's afraid of of me because I'm always like, don't get the munchkins on Dunkin' Donuts. Like, don't like, you know, like I think she just like knows that we eat a little bit more, like pay attention to the foods in our house. But if I did something like that, like she would absolutely like take the stuff in the bag and like prepare it for them. That's actually that's a good idea. I should look into that. Yeah, she, nice to do that. She would love that. Yeah. Just for our time in life right now, it's just as I know you understand, but it's just a lot. And like the kids also eat so early. So you have to get off work and as soon as you're off work, like be prepping dinner. And just knowing that we have three meals in there and all we have to do is just like pull it out, pull the recipe, make it. It's been working for us for the past few months. We basically started a few months after Tucker was born, after we got through all of our like Grubhub gift cards and um, food, you know, like meal, meal train stuff. We were like, okay, we'll do this for a little bit. And I still do meal prep things and plan out what we're going to be eating, especially because it's only three meals a week that we do. But it's just, it makes it, it's kind of nice for right now. So your book, Mostly Veggies, talks a lot about meal prepping. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about that four-step method that you yes. about meal prep? So I have been into meal prep for a long time. And honestly, my biggest thing is just planning your week ahead. So getting your calendar, looking at what you have on the calendar and figuring out what meals are a challenge for me right now. Like, is it breakfast? Are we like running out the door and I just don't know what we're going to be making for breakfast or having for breakfast. Is it lunch? Cause a lot of times, even when we work from home, lunchtime comes in like, if I don't have anything prepped, I'm going to be eating crackers and hummus, like, or just, you know, randomly whatever's in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And then dinner time, I just like to write out what we're going to be having, make sure I have all the food, food ordered in the house. That way it's here. Like I can't be like, well, I also don't want the food to go to waste. So we're not going to be like, well, we don't have anything in the house to make. So we have to order out or go pick something up real quick. It's just, it creates that element of like knowing what you're going to have. And that kind of makes it happen. Um, if you do have the plan. So planning is the first thing. And then I like to say too, don't feel like you have to plan every single meal, especially if you're okay with leftovers. Like you could have two breakfast options that you prep a couple lunches, And a lot of times I don't even make the full lunch. I just prep the components so I can throw something together. I love having a big salad at lunch. So if I have like some roasted veggies prepped and some sort of protein, maybe a grain, I can easily just throw together a salad. Um, Of course, like making mason jar salads or making full meals is great to have. But a lot of times I just like to throw things together. And then I can also add different sauces to make it interesting and not like you're feeling, not feeling like you're having the same thing over and over. So then once you have it planned out what you're going to be making or what meals you want to prep for, you do a little, you do your shopping, take inventory of what you have, plan your grocery list, do your shopping or order it online, and then prep some of the things. So I know a lot of people feel like meal prep, you have to spend all Sunday in the kitchen, like cooking for hours. And I don't have time for that. Like the weekends are the time I have to spend with my family and I'd rather be doing that. And so I do try to make it fun and incorporate Olivia. Like a lot of times you make a baked oatmeal together on Sunday and that'll be the kids breakfast for the week. And then, um, usually like also while I'm making dinner on Sunday, I try to like prep some of the veggies for any of the meals that we're going to be having. 
make a big batch of quinoa or rice or some sort of grain and make a protein kind of thing too. And so in my cookbook, it's all vegetarian meals, but you can totally add lean protein onto any of those if you want extra protein. Because I sort of have, like I said, plant-focused mindset. So I gravitate towards more plant-based foods, which is why the cookbook's all vegetarian. But I do know that some people want more protein or want to incorporate lean meats, seafood, that sort of thing. The cookbook already has like eggs and dairy. So you're going to get the protein there, but for the additional options. And then, yeah. So once you have everything prepped and planned, you're pretty much set for the week and it doesn't have to be hard as I think we make it out in our head. <laughs> and like what you had just said should take you two hours on like a Sunday to do. Like right. it doesn't need to take all day, especially if you mm-hmm. like get your groceries delivered and, you know, map it all out. I feel like also once you know, like once you start doing it, it's like second nature and it really, you're going to like learn different hacks for yourself to like save time. Um, yeah. And picking easy recipes too, like not picking things that are super intent, you know, creating a lot of, having a lot of ingredients or tons of dishes. Like I hate recipes that use like four dishes, <laughs> like four, you know, like you're roasting and then you're also using the skillet, you know, I asked you, we just got new skillets that you could use on the stove and like not, it's not a cast iron skillet, like you use it on the stove and you could put it right in the oven. Oh, and I'm just so excited because like, that's a game changer to be like, right. Yeah. It's like not like scoop it down into a baking dish, put it on this thing. It's I'm laughing because like, I'm the person who uses like four dishes, even if I don't (laughs) need to, I wound up just making an entire mess, which is something I'm learning and working on. Who does the dishes? It's it's split. But like for during the week when we're doing like stuff for work, I'll mostly do the dishes because she's in the videos and stuff. Jordan helps me with like the content creation, like behind the scenes. Like I shoot everything, but he helps me like if I have to like prep or like cut a lot of like ingredients and all the cleaning and stuff, he definitely helps me with that. Yeah, I'm like your sous chef and dishwasher. Yeah, it's an honor. Um, So I just does the dishes too. What so what are your favorite like vegetarian sources of protein? Because I feel like a lot of people are like, I want to eat more veggies, but like I'm not getting enough protein. How do I go about this? My two favorite tempeh tofu edamame. I know some people, I think I don't know. I'm into soy. <laughs> I I like it. So tempeh tofu, tempeh is the least processed option. It is a little bit of an acquired taste, but I feel like if you season it right, it's really good. It has great texture. Um and what are your tips for tempeh to like make it taste good because i was it's so funny you brought that up because i was actually on the phone with my friend lisa this morning and we were talking about tempeh and like i used to eat that all the time and i forgot about it so what are your tips on like how to make it and like how to prepare it a really flavorful flavorful sauce that you marinated in and something i find with like a little bit of sweetness so like a orange maple or balsamic maple or something that just has like a distinctive, like stronger taste to kind of overwhelm the, or yeah, just so that like the earthy nuttiness of the tempeh doesn't shine through. I feel like if you have like a sweetness and a stronger flavor, like a honey Dijon would be really good balsamic in the cookbook. I have like tempeh broccoli and it's like, I'm pretty sure it has an orange glaze on it. Um, like a sheet pan meal and then marinating it for a long time. I know some people say to steam it first. I just find it unnecessary. I think as long as you, yeah, you can steam it. You can put it in a pan, just steam it up and then marinate it and use it. But I kind of think it makes it a little bit soft. I prefer just to marinate it for a while. I never thought about marinating. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we used to have that all the time. I know. And then if Mm -hmm. people are 
if people are maybe a little bit intimidated by meal prepping or going to the grocery store every week, what are some tips to kind of help them like ease into this, you know, lifestyle? Ordering online. <laughs> um, <laughs> biggest advocate for that. I feel like that and just starting small, like knowing that you don't have to make 21 different meals and also enjoy leftovers. I don't know if you guys like leftovers, but once you get in that mindset of enjoying leftovers, it makes it so easy. Leftovers are life. Like they, like, yeah. We all, and we, I would say nine out of 10 meals a week are leftover. Like we don't make anything and then eat it that same day or like that same like time because A, because we're cooking so much for work. So we always like temporary right. and then eat it later, like as I'm sure you do as well. But it's also just so much easier, like on a Sunday or whatever day, even when we're making stuff for work, we just like put in extra potatoes in the oven or like make an extra pound of yes. chicken, but like make it more simple or plain just to make it easier. But like we never eat fresh food. Yeah. Cause we're, we're like less meal focused and more so just like hitting the basics, like a couple of proteins, a couple of vegetables, like a rice or a grain. And then like, then just throwing them together in random concoctions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Does Isaac work with you? No, he has, he has, um, his own job. He works for a beer distribution company. He's a general oh, manager. When you just said he does the dishes and like, wait, does he help with you? Uh, he is just, he's at home, but he'll do them after work. That's so nice. Yeah. That's he so does sweet. work from home, but he's like on the third level and just in his little office. So he doesn't like come down and do them as I'm doing it, but he'll, it's usually at the end of the day, the kitchen is just like a wreck. (laughs) So he just comes in and tidies up. So I want to hear more about like the behind the scenes of your business, because who, do you have any employees that are working with you? Mm -hmm. So So I have a blog manager and she helps like me decide what the content calendar is going to look like. Her and I plan that out together. She helps draft the blog posts. And um, she also started helping with recipe testing. So her and I will come up with the initial ideas. She'll do some of the testing. I'll do some of the testing. So she's blog manager. Then I have a social media manager who helps with replying, replying to DMs, comments, posting, helping me edit the reels. And then I have graphic designer. She's actually out on maternity leave right now, but she usually like creates pins and does any graphic design work we need. I guess that her, she does Pinterest as well. So that's the one social media platform that my social media manager doesn't do. And then I have one gal who she's very part-time now, but she did help me during the recipe development for my cookbook. It was during COVID and everything and it's a friend. So I felt comfortable having her come to the house and like help me through that whole recipe development process. And then she got a full-time job. So now she just does like email campaigns and a few things here and there, just cause she like still wants to be part of the team and I don't want to lose her either. So she just like does a few things here and there. The first three people that are roles such that you listed, are they full-time employees? Mm-mm. Everybody's part-time. Okay. Yeah. When did you start outsourcing like help within your business? I feel like that's the hardest part to, I know. to do. It's so hard. I think I'm trying to think how long ago it was. I would say... Oh, okay. I know. I know when it was that I finally like hired someone to help with Instagram. It was right before I was having Olivia and I just knew that I like couldn't do it anymore, but it was so hard to hand that over. It felt like Instagram was like my baby. (laughs) So So, someone else has like the access to go into your Instagram account. Yeah. I don't think think Rachel would give that to me. I would give that to you. What are you going to do with it? 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, it's definitely, I don't know, it, but it's helpful, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I know in the beginning, I just, I, it was really, really hard. But so Emily was the social media manager and now she's moved into the blog content, blog manager role. And she also helps with brand partnerships too. I forgot that part of her role. But yeah, she was, she, I gave her access and like her and I still laugh about it and how like, I was like so nervous about Breaking letting out. her help. Yeah. Yeah. So does she also act as your manager if she does brand partners or brand partnerships? Oh yes. Does she act as my manager? Yeah. 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 Wow. That's pretty cool that you have it internally. Not that many people do. Like most people have an agency. I was wondering who repped you. Okay. What are some of your, um, your favorite parts about running eating bird food? That I get to work from home, work for myself, that I get to cook and eat all day. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm also like, Tucker is home with us right now. Like I haven't, he's not in daycare or anything. Olivia goes to school half days, but then she's at home. And I feel like sometimes it's a lot with them being here. And we do have, um, Isaac's mom comes over pretty much nine to five Monday through Friday. And then my mom's here, like usually a week, a week out of every month helping out. But, and so I love that I'm like able to be at home with my kids, even though sometimes, are you, did you lose me? No, did you just say your mother-in-law nannies for you nine to five Monday through Friday? (laughs) Yeah. That's not like a casual thing to say. That is insane. My my mom would literally never do that. That, wow. She loves a selfless human. I know. So Olivia did. So when we had Olivia, Olivia used to go over there, but now with Tucker and I'm still nursing him, she comes here. And so I love that. But then see that that's a, that's the pro is that like, I get to be, I get to seek, you know, be at home with the kids all day. But then there's also, it's like my office is downstairs and I can like hear them and I'm trying to like oh, yeah. cook and you know, <laughs> oh, I know. That wasn't, for you? it wasn't really hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't really hard for me and then now us until Brody was more mobile. So now Brody is two and mm-hmm. Ezra is four. And it is chaos have working from home to the point where I'm like, I really want to get like a kitchen outside of my house because mm-hmm. you can't get anything done. Like as soon as like, especially like I'm obviously we only have boys, but like when Tucker can like walk up to you and be like, I want something to eat every 15 minutes. Um, yeah. It's a lot when you're in the kitchen working there all day. So yeah. And I feel like your house is similar to mine. I was, I wanted open concept and now I'm like, why did I do this? F open concept. Like it's great for aesthetics. It's great if you work in an office setting. And we also, yeah. when we built our home, didn't you, you renovated or renovated or built a new home, right? We renovated our old house before we sold it. I mean, a few years before we sold it. And then we, we built a house. We just okay. moved in June, 2022. And then Tucker was born in July. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. It was over. And, one of our regrets for sure was the yeah. floor plan. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but we also built it like at the beginning of COVID before we knew we'd both be fully working from home together. Yeah. Same. Yeah, we started, well, it was my, we started during COVID. And I also hate that when you walk in the house, you see everything. So, like, you, if the kitchen's not tidy or the living room's not tidy, it's like, great. I just see all this stuff. <laughs> We have, and in the background of my videos because of where I'm shooting. But you know what? I genuinely think that like 
people like to see that because it gives it more like realness to the yeah. you know I mean? like no one's kitchen, let alone no one's kitchen with two young children is going to be spotless um, ever. It's just, it's unrealistic. And then Chinese people. Yeah. If it is, which is like when people come over, we've had um, someone's coming over to play with Ezra right now. And I literally just shoved a boxes of garbage in our office to hide You're it like, before someone comes in. Like, I'll just put this in the one room, the one room in the entire first floor that has, yeah. has a door. <laughs> what is your least favorite part of running your own business? Like what's like the biggest struggle? Sometimes I'm envious of people who like, they just have a nine to five job. They just are off at the end of the day and they don't worry about anything. They're just like, okay, checked out. And I'm at home to just hang out with my fam and not be thinking about work at all. Amen. Cause I, yeah, you know, you're just always thinking about it. And also with, with our industry, things are changing so much all the time. And so, and you feel like you're going to get like left behind if you're not, it's like a, it's kind of like a little bit of a hamster wheel of like content creation and it's hard to take a break. It's like impossible to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel said she was going to take a maternity leave with Cooper, like the first one out of all three kids. And she's like, like literally it. like we're leaving the hospital and she's doing stuff. It's like, yeah. yeah. Part of you like wants to share. You're like excited when you have a new, you know, like you want to share that stuff and people love it. They want to see the baby and connect with you about that. And I feel like that's been a big part of my connection with my community on Instagram, especially stories and stuff with the kids. Um, but it's a lot and you don't. Yeah. Do you answer every DM or does your social media manager like open every DM? We try, we try to. So we, okay. How that works is there's like the primary inbox and the general inbox. And so if it's someone who I've talked with before or like my mom or my best friends or any, you know, any of that kind of thing, they go to the primary inbox and then the general inbox, if it's just someone who's never messaged before, it'll go there. And then if it's a personal question, she'll move it to the personal inbox. So I get it. But yeah, if it's just like, oh yeah, that looks good. She'll just respond or, you know. So nice. I always yeah. say it's like a full on customer, customer service, like customer care Yeah, role having that. Yeah. How, how do you find ways to like keep up with all the different like trends or changes in the industry? Because that's something that you focus on or do, do you task your team kind of keep up with that? Oh, I mean, I try, like I tried TikTok <laughs> for a while and I mean, it did well for a while, but now I literally get like 200 views on my content over there. So it's, I don't know what it's gotten harder. Yeah. I feel like during COVID and right after COVID, it, like everyone was on there. It was really easy to grow, but it sort of plateaued. So I've sort of kind of given up on that. Um, I mean, I post my reels over there, but I have, and also I'm like, is it going to get banned? Like, I don't know. So I know like, I just like, zero expectation on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, how everyone has said always like on Instagram, they're like, oh, don't like post and ghost. Well, that's essentially what I do on TikTok. I'm like, here's my post. Bye. <laughs> I mean, you could post yeah. a recipe that takes you hours to do. And then you could post a video of you breastfeeding in front of Erewhon and it can hit almost 2 million views. That's literally yeah. what happened. Just happened in my video. I'm like, seriously, that's yeah. what's going to do well. But then you're like, is that, I don't, I feel like the, the followers over on TikTok, I don't know. I don't know if they're invested. <laughs> no, they're kind of mean. Yeah. But also it's think kinda about like YouTube. Between the two of you guys, you've been doing this for over a decade basically on Instagram. So like you built that yeah. community over such a long period of time. 
I know. Parts. So it's different. Yeah. So who knows, who knows in 10 years? How far in advance are do you like plan content and recipes? Okay. So for my blog, like I said, my graphic designer went on maternity leave. So we planned everything out through June because she's taking three months. Wow. So all of that is like, I do have someone who takes the photos too for the blog. And so all those photos through June are done and the recipes are done. The blog posts aren't written yet, but like the content's there and the recipes are there and the photos are there. Um, so that feels really good to be ahead there. But then for Instagram, I'm planning like for reels, I'm planning like a week ahead of it. I'm filming stuff for next week, this week. So you don't simultaneously share the same recipes like on your blog, like say you posted a recipe today on your blog, you don't share the same recipe on Instagram as well. No, I did for a while, but, and so I do still do that occasionally, but a lot of the times I'm doing something different for Instagram. Some of the things on my blog won't do well on Instagram. I I wholeheartedly agree. I'll like post things and like, sometimes I'll just reference them on Instagram. If it's like, oh, I'm making my coconut rice. Like here's a link. Like I never posted the coconut rice. Yeah. So that's why it's a little bit different, but then it also is overwhelming because I have this whole content calendar over on my blog. And then I have this whole content calendar over on Instagram and it feels like two different things sometimes. Yes, they merge. And a lot of times I am posting similar stuff or the same thing sometimes, but sometimes it's different. And I feel like I have to do more exciting stuff for Instagram, you know, like the wow factor. (laughs) <laughs> and it has to be like what's quote trending, which I, I hate that word, but it's true. Like the virality of something. And like, if you see that, like you posted something that does well, knowing to like make something similar to like post on top of that, or it's hard mm-hmm. to plan in advance. I think that's where it was hard when you have a maternity leave or have kids because you don't know what's going, what's going to be right. like a hit at that moment in time, which is definitely a challenge. And where do you usually get like content inspo and like recipe ideas for? So like you have someone that you collaborate with for that, but do you go to like restaurants? Like where do you get your ideas from? Restaurants for sure. A lot of times people will like message and ask for something, specific recipes that they want a healthy version of. A lot of times it's variations of recipes I already have. I have, you know, a ton of chia pudding recipes or overnight oats and I want to create like a different flavor. I just get inspired by that. Um, or baked oatmeal kind of thing. And then sometimes it is something that's gone viral, like on TikTok or Instagram that I want to create and try to, or trying to make stuff that my kids would like. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is, would you consider Olivia like more particular? Like is she like an easy... She's not a super picky eater. She just loves bread and chocolate and... <laughs> Like she would prefer sweets over like vegetables. And I'm like, look, Tucker's eating broccoli. Won't you want to try this? <laughs> Zucchini. Yeah. We, I, we, I used to always be like, oh, we'll never like pin our kids up against one another. But I'm always like, oh, as you see, Brody's going to be the winner. You better eat that broccoli. <laughs> it's so bad. We're like, Brody's winning. Oh, Ezra's winning. I mean, they're boys. Like they're so competitive. Yeah. They just want to beat yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, but, you- yeah. And you've been like, as we mentioned, doing this since 2008, and you've seen things change, obviously, o- over the time period. But if people are looking to be coming like food content creators, do you have any tips or advice for them if they're starting out now? Hmm. 
I say just start if you're kind of on the fence, you know, kind of like me starting my blog without photos. <laughs> just start, even if you don't feel like your videos are the best, practice is what helps. Like you just have to get started with it. And yeah, I say just go for it, start it, practice. And obviously, I would say start with video content. I mean, I think, I, I mean, photos are still doing pretty well for me recently, but I think that if you're getting started, it needs to be videos. Isn't that crazy to think that like when we first doing this, it goes to three, like around two to three like images a day on Instagram. And now it's like a reel. So yep. different. It's so different. And it's, I never thought I would be just like making videos of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be my job. Your job is like morphs, And you just, if you either go with it or you don't like. <laughs> but you know what I struggle with on videos and like maybe I'm the only one. But like, I don't stand there in my kitchen, like cook with jeans on and oh, I know. a cute top. And it's like, that's unrealistic. It's just as unrealistic as seeing a kitchen that's so clean. And it's like, I know I wear the same sweatshirt every single day. I could vouch for that. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and <Same>. that's <laughs> it's like, I can't be, he's always like, you should be in more of the videos. I can't be in more of the videos because I look like a train hit me. Like, I, I mean, I could show that that's fine, but then I mean, maybe I should, but then it, but the sad thing is, is I don't think it would do as well. No. Yeah. I just, I don't yeah. know. I also that's at least I, I mean, I could just like you, like just show up the way I look like straight, you know, like 10 o'clock in the morning, haven't done anything. And I am the same sweatshirt that I wore last week, but mm-hmm. I feel like it does better if you were like, have your hair done, you know? Yeah. 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 Or like in your sports bra. <laughs> Yeah, that'll never happen on on my account. That's that's for sure. We, we actually spoke uh, in another podcast recently about that with with Doctor Brighton about oh. about how Instagram will like show like half naked women, but you can't talk about like sex on there. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, we had like a, a, a Doctor Jolene Brighton on, and we were talking about how you can, she can't like talk about like the clitoris or like a vulva on Instagram, but like you could literally be in a string bikini showing, shaking your butt and like, it's completely yeah. appropriate, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so your new book comes out, it should be out by the time this podcast airs. It comes out the end of April. 18th. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. It's just, it feels surreal. I'm shocked that it has taken you this long to do a book. Like I would have thought that you would have done a book years <gasps> ago. Okay, I got some I got some interesting offers from the first first book offers deals I got. Like one of an apple cider vinegar cookbook. <laughs> what? That was such a long time ago. Yeah. Oh and honestly, God. I wanted to do a salad cookbook. That was I went to an agent and was like, this is what I want to do. This was probably like six years ago. And she's like, that is never gonna sell. Meanwhile, I've seen like six salad cookbooks come out since then. So what so what inspired you to like ultimately write um mostly veggies? I really, people have been asked, I wanted it for my community. They've been wanting a cookbook for so long and I wanted one too. I wanted to experience it, creating it and having something tangible, you know, just, I have eBooks and they've done well, but I think it's just fun for someone to have something from your brand that they can like touch and feel. And I love cooking from cookbooks. So yeah, that was sort of the catalyst for it. I also think it's like nice. It's a nice like evolution of your brand too. And like, I mean, it might sound like superficial and on the surface, but like it does give some type of like, it's like a good resume booster. 
Like instead of yeah. saying, I have a food blog or content site or Blair. I like almost cringe when I used to be like, I'm a food blogger. Like it just doesn't, mm-hmm. now there's so many that it's nice to be like, I have a cookbook. I'm a content right. creator. It has like a little bit more like validation. Um, Not like it should matter, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's still nice to have. And it's something that's yeah. like always going to be there. But what's yep. going to be funny is like in five years, when you look back at your book and you're going to be like, I wrote that. I hate this book. <laughs> that's... That's the, just because you feel that way doesn't mean that everyone does, Rachel. I feel like a lot of people do. Yes, they do. I, I but know it's also, do, but I'm not going to argue with you, Jordan. It's kind of like if you've ever done the site redesign, and I know you have. It's like by the time your site comes out, you're like, I hate this site. It's taken a year to build, and now I don't even yes. like it anymore. I know. Although your site is beautiful, as we were looking Thank at you. it, it's stunning. So if you're feeling Yours that way, too. I wouldn't. Thank you. We just redid it last year. Um, I was really happy with how it turned out. I needed to. It like, turned out really good. Thank you. Yeah, but, so much. I mean, you even said it before with like how your pictures have evolved over time. Like Rachel and I like dig up some of our older recipes, and she's like, "I posted that," and we're like, "You know, like things things change." And yeah, the engagement was probably better than it is today. So there's that. Okay, that same, <laughs> same. I don't know what to do about that. I'm like, I have more followers, and the engagement is worse. I was talking about that uh, the other day that I, and I saw that you hit 500 K congrats. Yeah, it's exciting. Milestone. And I'm like, as the larger that your account gets, the more your engagement just decreases. And I don't get it. And I don't be, want to be another person who just complains about the Instagram engagement, but like shit is true. It's so true. And I'm like, how are, how am I gaining a thousand followers a day, but I can't get a thousand likes on my post. I know. Let everyone know where they could follow you and pre-order your cookbook. Everyone pre-order Brittany's cookbook. Pre-orders are Thank so you. important, which I feel like no one knows until they write a cookbook. And they're like, I pre-orders know. are everything. Exactly. And you're like promoting it like six months in advance. Be like, I'm not going to get this book until next spring when I was announcing I it in October, but they do help so much. Um, so anywhere books are sold, you can pre-order the cookbook, mostly veggies, Amazon, obviously, Target, Barnes and Noble. And yeah, I would love that if you pre-ordered. And tell everyone where they could follow you. Oh, eating bird food on all the platforms. Pinterest, TikTok, if you're on there. Instagram, uh, my blog, eatingbirdfood.com. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Thanks, Brittany. Brittany. Yeah, thank you.